Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Coop. Hey, Dirks. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. How you doing? Living the dream. That's what I was just telling Donna, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Living the dream. Love it. Uh, I, I want to jump right in, and I want to talk about Beers on Me climbing up the charts on its way to becoming, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think if it makes it to number one, it'll be your 18th number one. Is that right? It sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> 18 is a, that's a great number. And so I was thinking it's oh, been... 20, it made, it, it made 21. It made 21st. 21st, okay. And so it was almost... Kind of, Go ahead. Kind of a funny number to have your 21st number one be of a song about fear. I'm getting an idea for the theme of the number one party if we it, get lucky enough. It's meant to be. And it's been almost 20 yeah. years ago since your debut single, What Was I Thinking? And I thought about it. I've been a fan of yours since the very beginning. And I, and I was wondering for you, what has been the number one thing that you think has changed or that you've learned since What Was I Thinking? Flash forward almost 20 years to Beers on Me. About life? No, just about making music and like what's changed for you from <laughs> oh from who you are as an artist from that song to now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I feel like in some ways I'm always, I am a seeker. I'm always trying different things, going for different stuff, trying to, you know, I don't want anything to sound like you know the, the record I had before. But in some ways I'm always still going back to the source of what inspired me to begin with, which was mixing bluegrass sounds and bluegrass instruments with a heavier country sound. And, um, it's funny, a lot of times I'll, you know, I'll be searching for something, going for something, and I realize I'm just trying to do that thing I was doing in the very beginning and, get, and always getting back to that, that original feeling. So, you know, some of these, these songs, Beers on Me, sometimes lean a little bit more one way or the other, you know, I, but at the end of the day, I'm still trying to make records that have great banjo and fiddle and, and steel and mixing that with heavy drums and big guitar parts. Um, and uh, so that's, uh, that's where I am. It's interesting uh, to me when you see a song with somebody like you, who's an who's an artist. You're you're a musician. You you love country music. A lot of people may or may not know that you are a country music historian. You know everything there is to know about country music, which means that you're a fan at heart. And so it's interesting to me when I see you doing a song with Cole Swindell or Brothers Osborne, or in this case with Hardy and, and Breland. I imagine you're very particular about who you let in to these songs. And so I wonder why specifically these two guys uh, and why they were the perfect choice yeah i mean i love country music and I, I feel blessed to be you know my career is at a time when i got to know people you know i still know people well like ricky skaggs or del mccurry's of the bluegrass world or had a chance to see porter and little jimmy dickens play on the stage of the grand opry at the same time i'm a big fan of stuff the guys the floor georgia line does and certainly what hardy's doing now and the younger kids so 
I, I feel lucky to get a chance to be in both worlds and uh, to bring in, you know, get a chance to have a song. We can bring in new artists like Hardy and Breland on a song and feel their energy and, and maybe play a small part in their, you know, their career and their, their rise uh, is, is a fun thing for me. So, I, I, you know, it's, it's just a, I have a great sweet spot between um, the old and new and, and uh, really love the, the, the world I get to inhabit here. We talked a few minutes ago about uh, almost 20 years since What Was I Thinking came out. You've done a lot of tours, obviously, during that amount of time. The Beers on Me tour kicks off again coming up in June in North Carolina. When you're putting together a show, because you don't want it to be the same as the last one, right? For instance, I've seen Garth Brooks 10 times, and every time it's different, and it's always it's always great. H- how do you sit down and go, okay, what what can we do differently? How do you plan each of these things out to make sure it's always entertaining and new? Absolutely. I mean, it starts with, you know, the set list and the songs you're going to do in that show. And if you are you going to, you know, what's the order going to be? Is it going to be different night to night? Is it going to be this, like, sound like the record? Are we going to go somewhere different on it? Uh, so just song by song and then putting together a set list. Um, certainly just the production. I mean, we could go back and use this, the stage and you know production we have that's already paid for, or we could go for something new. And I usually always tend to go for something new because I, I try to pretend like each tour could be the very last tour I ever get a chance to do. And so how do I, I want to be remembered? So we always go big in that realm uh certainly picking the acts that are gonna be out there on the road with us uh not only affects what the, the fans see out front but it affects the whole vibe of the tour backstage and feel lucky to always have toured with people i love ash mcbride this year and travis denning i mean that's just a great combination right there great great people and uh, who both put on great shows so a lot of, it's all the details it's all the small things that's the reason why i'm here and why i've been able to have success in country music is just putting in the time the work um and paying attention to the small details of uh, what makes a great show. You uh, pointed out something in there that uh, I, I think I want to pick on for a second because a lot of people, I've, I've been a fan since I was five years old of country music, and i got to tell you, as a fan, you don't know a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And I found out within the past, I don't know, 10 years or so, that you as the artist you actually have to pay for your own set. If there's fancy lights and fancy videos, it's coming out of your pocket. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, it's, and that's why. That's why I, I give a little more information. That's why a lot of tours last, you know, two years because they right. spend the first year paying it off, and, you, know, you know, you know, and all the salaries and stuff. You don't start making money till the next year. So yeah, you got to pay for all that stuff. And um, so if you see a great set, it's not the art that's coming out of the artist's pocket. I saw the greatest show that there night at the Bridgestone. Billy Eilish's show was so great. I mean, it just goes to show you too how little we. You know, as a fan, I'm watching the show and I'm looking at her stage and I'm going, wow, that stage is so cool. It's so black. I don't <laughs> see one rivet in the entire stage. I was just really enamored with like how black the stage was, a flat black stage. And it was a huge stage. And she comes up out of the stage, you know, shoots up in the air. And the second she lands back on the stage, the entire thing turns white. Wow. I go, oh, it's an LED screen. Wow. Her stage is actually a, a screen. And it, you know, it was like, that's why it was so black because she was standing on top of the, this LED screen. But, oh man, that's just millions of dollars. I mean, it's one thing to have a, uh, you know, a video wall behind you, but to have a video wall under your feet. Yep. I mean, that's big, big production expenses. That's out of my, out of my realm. But I was, I was, as a fan, I was, I appreciated her, the money she put into that production. Something to appreciate the next time you go to a show and you see all these really cool things that it's coming out of the artist, the artist's pocket. And they're putting together the show for you as a fan to, to experience the yeah. whole thing. Let's talk about Billie Eilish for a second, because I imagine you probably went with your, with your family and as a, as a, artist and a country fan is it first off is it odd for you to be surrounded by it's a different type of music obviously and do you try to pick up and learn things like maybe the stage from an artist of a different genre 
Yeah, absolutely. Just like anybody else out there that loves music, my family loves music. And coming off the pandemic and stuff, we wanted to go see as many live shows as possible. And I have a great relationship with Bridgestone. Not only is it someone that's played there and sold it out many, a couple times, but is a fan of hockey. You know, I've spent a lot of yeah. time in that building, so I know one that works there. So it's a pretty good setup for us. And uh, this year we've seen Billie Eilish, Dua Lipa, and Harry Styles. So I've, and I, they're going to see Justin Bieber in, in May. I got a gig, but. I would have loved to have been to that show as well because there's just so much to pick up on production-wise. How do they start the show? What, are they, what kind of music are they playing before the show even starts? Yeah. Um, you know, it just, it just it's, it's weird for me too as someone that's played that building a lot, you know, just be there as a fan. It's like, wow, I can't believe I actually go down there and do this. Like, <laughs> I, it's going to be me in August. That's like, cool. whoa. That's cool. And it makes you think about all the stuff you got to work on to get ready to be back out there again. But I just, yeah, great shows are great shows, and there's a lot to be picked up on. Uh, and and be, you know to still learn as a student of a uh, live music that I am, um, you know I was just think about the last time I saw the Foo Fighters play there. You yeah, know, I've, I've seen a lot of great bands at that my hometown arena, and uh, there's a lot to learn. Let's talk about uh, the new music that you're working on. Tenth studio album, the last one, The Mountain, came out in 2018. I read somewhere that you're actually going to be producing on this album as well. Again, from a fan that doesn't know the behind-the-scenes aspect of this, what specifically does that mean? What what additionally are you doing other than you know writing and, and singing the songs? Sure. I mean, I'm pretty much a producer on all my records and have been uh, since the beginning as far as just like being super involved with who's playing on them and being there for the mixing and, and just very involved in the, the process of making the albums. But this one in particular, um, you know, I've been working on this record for a couple of years now. I mean, maybe two and a half years and yeah. been in the studio a couple of different times and just haven't been totally happy with where, you know, the initial foundation of the, those early tracking days. So this last time around, I just decided to be, you know, put my name in the, in the, be a little more heavily involved and picking the musicians, booking the studios, uh, booking the overdub sessions, um, and just, and it, yeah, but I'm also working with a great group of guys. I got Ross Kaufman's producing it as well. Reed Shippen, who's an engineer, I, I decided to make him a producer as well because the engineers in these records are so involved with production. Um, they should all be involved in some way. I feel like as a producer because they're doing so much. Engineer being the person that's sitting at the console, yeah. pushing all the buttons, you know, to, turning all the knobs. I mean, it's such a big job. And then uh, my buddy John Randall's probably going to be a producer on it as well. So just really bringing a lot of my best friends in. in, in the, after all the stuff I've done and tried it, I'm kind of back to the same production team I had for my last album, The Mountain. But it's been a, I've climbed a few mountains since then trying to <laughs> look for new sounds and try new things. And sure. um, I've, I guess I had a good thing going the first time around because I'm back to the same team. But really fun record. I'm really loving it. A lot of country stuff on here. A lot of bluegrass instrumentation. Uh, I feel like a lot of great songs. A lot of great energy. A lot of great tempo. So... It's going to be fun to start rolling songs off this this project. Can't wait for it. Uh, before I let you go, we're going to play Beers on Me here in a second. I want to play a round of Beer or Not. I'm going to give you names of craft beers. You have to tell me whether or not they're real or whether I made them up. Are you ready? Okay, sure. Number one, you're my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> I hope that's real, but I think it's fake. It is real. That's a real craft oh, beer. <laughs> so great. You're my boy. Number two. Hop, hoppy Bros Brews. Hoppy Bros Brews. I'm going to say that's real. No, that one's made up. I made uh, that one up. It sounds so real. It sounds like some like Oregon, you know, Portland Brew Company. Somebody needs to pick it up. Uh, number yeah. three, Citra Ass Down. Citra Ass Down. <laughs> <laughs> That's not real. It's real, dude. It's uh, <laughs> 0 for three. All right, 0 for three. Last one. Here we go. Number four. Hoptimus Prime. Hoptimus Prime. 
that's real. Yes, it is 100% okay, real. Thank God. <laughs> Optimist. I love that. Ah, I oh love it. Oh, my God. My boy, Blue. It's my old school. It's such a big movie in my life. I was on the bus opening for George Strait when my wife, I didn't realize at the time, but Cassidy walked on the bus because we were old friends, and she, this was back in 2005, and she walked on the bus, and I was sitting in the back of the bus watching old school like a, <laughs> a billion times on the road. Wow. So Special movie in my life. She walked on the bus, and I knew she was the... I did something told me she was the, that it was the right time and the right person. So anniversary my gift, boy blue. You guys got to get a case of you're my boy blue for an anniversary. You're my gift. boy blue. All right, I love it. Thank you, <laughs> Derek Spanley. Thanks so much for the time. We're gonna play beers on me and hopefully celebrating another number one soon, man. Thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Coop. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.